I just think that's good news, don't you? Well, go ahead, give it up for the Lord this morning. Thank you. Woo! Jesus, as we prepare our hearts today to hear from the Word of God, you prepared us through music. You prepared us through songs, words people put together, testimonies of what you did in people's hearts and lives. And our hope today is uh, the promise that you've made for those who don't quit, for those who persevere, who find you and find that you will be merciful forevermore, that this earth, it's not permanent, it's temporary. The Bible says it'll be gone, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. We want to be prepared for that. Speak to us today, we give you permission in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A couple things just before I get started is... um, Wednesdays, the Bible study, Defending Your Faith, that I teach here is at 7 o'clock. But since Awana over at um, Lifeline uh, starts at 6.30, they start a little earlier so the kids can get home, I'm going to move the starting time of the Bible study at, uh, on Thursdays at Lifeline, in case you attend there, just 15 minutes early. I'm going to start at 6.45, so if you can make sure that uh, you take note of that, you know, come when you get there if you're there a little late. Uh, we'll just include you into that. So, And don't forget, uh, sign up for Bible studies because uh, the people that are doing Bible studies, they need a little bit of information to prep and make sure that they're ready to go. Okay. I kind of find it a little bit humorous, and I don't even know if that's kind enough, to, to watch and see how very, very rich moms and dads try to raise their kids and decide how much they're going to hand down to them or if they're going to hand it down. You know, because something happens to people who get, have everything handed to them. I can remember years ago, I was much younger, Paris Hilton getting everything handed to her, or a certain amount of mine handed to her. You know, her dad, mom and dad, her, they own the Hilton hotels across the country, and the, the disaster it became. It was almost embarrassing. And I did a little bit of reading. I don't know if you know uh, Bill Gates and... Uh, Warren Buffett, they're trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to uh, let our children, how are we going to pass off uh, our, our inheritance to them? And I read from uh, Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett said, uh, he's, I don't know worth how many billions, he said each, each of his children is only getting two billion. <laughs> Him and Gates uh, said something, uh, I, I actually wrote it down here, he said uh, they're going to have to find their own way, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, before Donald Trump was president, did you hear what he said to his children? His children went out to use tobacco, alcohol, or drugs, and if they were, no inheritance. You know, he, he, he kind of pretty much drew the line. And I have at the top of your notes, uh, working for it, right? Pull your notes out, look right at the top, they're working for it. Pull out your smartphone, follow along on there. And the reason I start up there is because you know that something happens to people when everything is handed to them. You know that. There's something different. You can see it, you know. They don't really know how to get along with people very well. They don't do a very good job of, of uh, when people say no to them because they've been given something happens to people when you spoil them. And they don't even need to be super rich. But the opposite is also true. Something happens to someone who has to work for it. Something happens to somebody who has to work from the bottom, has done every job, and we often praise those people. We'll write books about them, do a TV special about these people who persisted. They didn't quit. They get honored. I would like to 
challenge each and every one of us today to have that same kind of persistence in not quitting. In Luke, the 19th chapter, you have verse 1 there, and I think verse 10. I'd like to tell you, tell you about a guy who didn't quit. A guy who had some height difficulties, and he didn't quit. His name is uh, Zacchaeus. In the first verse of Luke 19, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. Here's a couple things about him. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. But there was one thing he wanted. He wanted to see Jesus. His other problem was because he was short, he couldn't see over the crowd. I get that. I don't like parades. I can't see anything. They're boring, but, uh, you know, he had something that he had to get over. He had to have something he... It was, did he really want to see Jesus? And the scripture goes on to say that he climbed a sycamore tree. He climbed a sycamore tree. And as Jesus is coming through, he saw the effort. And he said, come on down, I'm going to your house, we're going to have dinner today. And when he came down, he went to his house. And while Jesus was there eating, there was some muttering. The muttering was, Jesus has gone to eat, doesn't he know? This guy's a chief tax collector. Now just so you know, he was Jewish working for the Romans, taking taxes from his own people, the Jews. And the way that you made any money was is you had to collect more than the Romans wanted. The Romans wanted bucks or something. He was not well like he, They're muttering, and Zacchaeus hears the muttering, and he stands up and he says, Look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if anybody I've cheated out of anything, I give back four times. And Jesus says today, salvation has come because it's not just in the seeking it's also jesus uh, john the baptist says produce fruit in keeping with repentance it's not just enough to say i'm sorry forgive me that has to produce fruit but i like verse 10 i have it in your notes and he says about himself the son of man came to seek and to save the lost now it was not below jesus christ to come and seek you it was not below him to come and say out of everything that he had and everything, and the God of the universe took on human flesh, came here, and said, I have come to seek. Just so you know, that is part of his mission. And if that's part of his mission to seek us, do you not think it would do us well to not be lazy in seeking him? Jesus knows the power of persistence. Luke, the 11th chapter, verse 9. So I say to you three things we'll talk about today. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Would you circle the word, everyone? For everyone. That's you. That's everybody you know. For everyone, Jesus makes his promise, who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And he gives these two illustrations. And he, he talks about fathers. He says, which of you fathers of your son ask for a fish? Hey, can we have some fish sticks? He says, no, why don't, you, why don't you just take this snake instead? And he goes on to say, you know, if your son asks for an egg, you know, hey, can we have some scrambled eggs today? Which of you is going to give him a scorpion? And then he makes this parallel, and it can be a little tough unless you understand. The God of the universe, the God of, he is good all the time and he is holy. Comparatively, he goes on to say, if you then, though you are evil, comparatively speaking, and you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, this is the, the good, good father, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit 
to those who ask him. The Holy Spirit to those who ask him. This is not Jesus making a promise that if you ask, seek, and knock for a million bucks or whatever it is you might want, that that's the answer. This context of this is, this is on a spiritual level. This is on the place of the giving of the Holy Spirit. We all know Jesus died on the cross. We know that he rose from the dead, but don't stop there. He was seated at the right-hand throne of the Father to pour out the Holy Spirit so that you could have the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit... You're not a Christian. You may just have a title. So let's go look at it. Jesus makes a promise to anyone who doesn't quit asking, number one. Who doesn't quit asking, right? You know, every one of us here knows what it's like to have a persistent child or maybe a nephew or somebody, a niece, whatever it might be, somebody in the car with you, and they're just asking and they're asking and they're asking, you know, why is the sun so hot? How do you get sunburn from the sun? How, how do you get milk from a cow if, the, if it's, a, if it's a, a brown cow? Does chocolate milk come out, you know? Where do babies come from? How are they formed, you know? Why do you and mom kiss? That's gross, you know? Why does my poop smell? Whatever, you know, they come up with all kinds of stuff. Why is my poop green? It's just like, you know, they're just kids. They're asking away. And while that may begin to drive a parent or an aunt or uncle crazy, that does not drive Jesus crazy. Jesus comes to us, and it's an ongoing asking. Jesus loves anyone who's asking spiritual questions, and he says, it will be given to you. Can I ask you a question today? If somebody invited you here, you're here. What kind of spiritual questions do you need an answer to? I can remember just in the time I was asking and asking the Lord, I'm just like, you know, what, I came from a background, we didn't use the word saved. We never heard the, we heard the word born again, but those were nutso people. I didn't know Jesus said it. You know, uh, the Bible, my question was, how do I know I can trust it? I got all, I was asking, asking, I'm telling you, and you need to find out. For, Jesus answered all those questions for me thoroughly answered all those questions for me so what kind of questions do you have jesus never broken his promise he's never broken his promise he says keep on asking and he knows you're inquisitive and he knows that you're asking he knows but he's given you permission to bug him he's not making promises like the titanic will never sink he's making spiritual promises from you to him he said he would seek you out he said i'll seek you out you know i have a candy jar in my office uh, and uh, the candy jar I bring down to uh, you know, Bible study because people come from the candy. I figure nothing else I could bribe them. And, and sometimes I get a kid who will come down and they'll, they'll, they'll want a piece of candy. And, and sometimes they have this really clever approach. Can I get a piece of candy from my brother? <laughs> sure. Why are you taking two? Oh, oh one for myself too. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we may have a tendency to ask, maybe with, not with the, the right reason. This is not for material things. This is on a spiritual level. The promises to those who are asking with the intention of the more. Yes, ask. Keep asking. Maybe at one time you were asking spiritual questions. And I don't know what happened to you. And I don't know what ha- You were asking spiritual questions. Maybe somebody invited you here today, and you're here to, it's, be, it's time to begin again, and it's time to go straight to the source. Jesus gives us permission to bug him. DQ, everybody. Don't quit. Keep asking spiritual questions. It's an ongoing conversation. It's an ongoing relationship. Number two, Jesus makes a promise to anyone who doesn't quit asking and who doesn't quit seeking. My son wants a, he, I don't know if he really, he always talks about getting a metal detector. 
he, he wants a metal detector. He thinks he's going to find, you know, fame and glory in that, you know. And you go to the beach. You go somewhere. Somebody dropped a quarter, you know. Woohoo, you know. Take you 10 years to pay the thing off, you know. But, you know, a metal detector will also give you a signal and you pick up something that it, it's not worth a doggone thing. You know, a bottle cap, a piece of metal, whatever it might be. It just goes off. And Jesus comes and he says, you know, I'm not going to give you something false. If you come asking for a fish, I'm not going to give you a snake. If you come asking for an egg, I'm not going to give you a scorpion. If you come asking for spiritual truth and spiritual insights, and if you're asking and if you're seeking, you're going to find. The word seeking means to go in search of. Take your metal detector out. Take your spirit out. Take your heart out. Take your mind out. And start to look. Because you know that there's a lot of false information you know in christianity so there's this realm of all kinds of untruth and maybe you picked some of that up while you were seeking and then you just stop seeking don't stop those are the times when our faith becomes the deepest those are the times when we truly find i don't know if you ever saw the movie uh, catch me if you can tom hanks about this this guy he was as clever as could be he faked being an airplane pilot a doctor he, Faked, uh, he watched uh, Marcus Welby, MD. <laughs> Faked being an attorney. He learned how to counterfeit all kinds of, of, of different things. Uh, paychecks and all kinds of things. And just so you know, you can't have a counterfeit anything unless you have a real something. You can't have a counterfeit check for which he was forging unless you got a real one. And you can't have a real faith in Jesus Christ unless there's some fake out there. And maybe your metal detector picked up something that wasn't worth anything. Or maybe you were deceived. Is that going to cause you to stop seeking? And possibly because of whatever somebody else told you, find out it wasn't right? Like, you know, the whole thing out there, you know, prosperity theology, right? Somebody just told me Benny Hinn came out and said, you know, what I've been saying, what I've been teaching is wrong. It's not how it works. Hallelujah, if that's the truth. Jesus said, those who seek me, find me, look for me, seek me out. A lot of people have sought the Lord at one time and somehow or another got burned. Maybe by a preacher, maybe by a pastor, maybe by some, a TV, whoever it might have been. I say it again. Because of somebody else's counterfeit whatever, are you going to let that stop you from seeking? Jesus says, keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on coming to me. Those who seek me, find me. I've never let anybody down. He kind of describes it this way. He says, if you come to me hungry, that's another way of saying asking. If you come to me hungry, you'll never go hungry again. If you come to me thirsty, you'll never thirst again. You've got to find out. You have to figure out and find out if that is the truth. You know, we search for a lot of things. We seek a lot of different things. You know, when I play racquetball, I like the purple racquetball balls. And you'd be surprised how hard it is to find them. I spent a couple weeks looking for them, and it's like, geez, I could have had a V8. I went online, and I ordered them and just had them delivered to my house, but I spent a couple weeks seeking. How much time have you spent seeking when you just couldn't find them? Maybe it's been two weeks. Maybe it's been two years. Jesus makes a promise to anyone who doesn't quit but just keeps on seeking. Seek the real one, the person of Jesus Christ. Don't quit. He makes the promise you will find him. And then number three, Jesus makes a promise to anyone who doesn't quit knocking. 
who doesn't quit knocking. 1973. Bill, Bob Dylan. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You know that one, huh, Tim? I mean, uh, knock, you know, I looked up the lyrics. There's like two verses in the whole, whole, whole song, but over 20 times, 20 sometimes, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. As just like, not, hey, he didn't quit. Throughout the whole song, it may bore you, but he didn't quit. The word knock, it means to strike a sounding blow, as in seeking admittance. You get it? Knocking, trying to seek admittance. Don't quit, don't give up. Luke, the uh, 11th chapter, verse 10, Jesus says, And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, it's either the truth or he's a liar. Maybe you've gone some other road. Jesus gives us permission to knock and to make sure we gain entrance into eternal life. Knocking depicts effort. And sure enough, he put the effort in. Sure enough, he's put the effort in. I have a friend who used to, he's a salesman, used to work for a company sold exotic metals. Now he's working for another company and he's trying to build his base and he just sells iron ore and steels and different things like that now. When he is out there and he's knocking on a new customer's door, he just doesn't knock once and take no for an answer. He, he really and truly, he's got a plan. He's used his head. He's engaged. The other day I was talking to him. He said he's bringing pizza for the entire shop. Whatever it takes, it's not going to be just once. He's going to keep on until the door is open. Could you be honest with yourself? How much effort have you put in to your spiritual life? Have you much effort? Are you just maybe riding on somebody else's coattails? And when Jesus saw Zacchaeus, he ends in verse 10 by saying, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And since he's seeking, he says to you and me, you seek me. Can you imagine two people seeking each other, can't find each other, especially if one of them's Jesus? Now he's saying, Knock. Write this verse down, Revelation 3.20. Jesus is telling us to knock. If you know Revelation 3.20, Jesus says this quote, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. It isn't just Jesus came and he was seeking you and you're supposed to seek him it isn't that he came and said you need to knock he's knocking he's been knocking on your heart knocking to see if you'll open the door and the word eat there is, is this this thing that's real come and eat with it he's going to fellowship he's going to be with you this is a relationship i know what religion is about i know what religion this is about a relationship with him and can you imagine two people knocking on the same door and not open, and it kind of looks silly. One knocking on one side, one knocking on the other side. Jesus is knocking. He says, you know, you knock, I, I'm knocking. You know, if you've ever been in a relationship of any kind where you did all the giving, where you did all the phone calling, where you did all the planning, where you, said, you were the one always saying, how come I have to always call? If you've ever done that, I wonder if that isn't how Jesus feels. Jesus makes a promise to anyone who doesn't quit but keeps on knocking. Knocking is a picture of effort. Don't quit until the spiritual door is open to, to uh, eternal life. Folks, there's something different about people 
put the effort in to life. There's something different about people who put the effort in and have worked their way up. And there's something different about Christians who had the integrity and weren't afraid to seek, 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 ask, and knock. And they're walking with Jesus today. And they know who he is. I mean, why does Jesus say in this passage of Scripture, why does ask Evan, you know, seek Evan, knock on Evan's door? Now, don't, please, that, please don't take that literally. He said for you, I just hope that you hear the Spirit of Jesus saying to you, ask him. Jesus said, ask me. Seek me. Knock on my door. He's telling you, go straight to him. I didn't tell you to come to me, and that would be a bad way to go. This is based on the words of Jesus, and he's made a promise to those who will do this. Now, I have in your notes persistence, right? To some people, persistence can be seen as annoying. And I guess depending on the situation, that it can be annoying. I want to show you a video clip. I want to show you a video clip from Facing the Giants, if you've seen the movie. Uh, persistence can also be a road a means of getting the very best out of every one of us. You know, in life's journey, headed to the end zone, life burns. Life is hard. There's no doubt about it. Anybody tells you anything different, they've Americanized Christianity. It's not the truth. Does Jesus have your best? Have you given up because you were burned in some way, shape, or form? This church exists so that you will ask and seek and knock. The best thing we have to offer to you is Jesus Christ, and he'll be more than you need. In your notes... The asterisk, if you're on a spiritual journey, don't quit. Persist, and you will find eternity. Jesus promises you that you will receive, that you will find, and the door will be open to you. But nothing is promised to those who stop asking, who stop seeking, and who stop knocking. James 5.11, as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. Those who have persevered. Those people are the blessed ones. All throughout the scripture talks about perseverance. We love when somebody perseveres when it's going on and and they're being martyred. We love when somebody perseveres, but where are you? Have you found yourself just kind of playing the game a little bit? Such a dangerous place to be. So in your notes I have, where do I start? I have there the opportunity for you to make a decision today by, that you will ask by just simply signing your name. There's pens all over the place. I have in your notes, I will ask, seek, and knock on my spiritual journey, knowing that Jesus has promised to guide me, direct me, and that I will find him. Is there anybody here today, that would be the very first time you're going to write your name in there. And here's the thing that we have for you. We want to help you. We want to help you on your journey. We have Bibles all across the stage here. Each and every one of these Bibles across the stage is yours. It's a gift to you. We put a compass in here with a bookmark, and on the bookmark it says, Ask, Seek, and Knock. When service is over, before or after you get ice cream, whatever it is, you come and get one of these. 
There's one inside, inside each and every one of his also five principles for growing in Christ. Just seek Jesus. You sign your name. You come get one. You start on your journey. And we want to hear your story someday. Would you bow your head with me? Jesus, for those here today who have decided that they're going to make a decision to follow you, they're going to write their name in. They're going to put a stake in the ground. and going to say, today, I'm going to put the effort in to seek Jesus alone. The best place in the world is through your word. Your word is a compass. It is a guide for us. It can guide and direct us. May you, in your heart, of heart in your heart, Lord Jesus, pour into their hearts who you are and, and your, your just constant love and appreciation. Lord, this passage of Scripture, you promised that you'd give the Holy Spirit. The Father would give the Holy Spirit to the one who asks. Give it to him today, Lord. And with everybody's head bowed, could I see the hands of everybody here today that signed their name to that saying, I'm starting today. Somebody else, thank you. Somebody else, thank you. Awesome. Jesus, seal that work in their heart. I'm so excited to hear what they will find out in discovering you. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. This past uh, couple weeks, I went up to McDonald's and I was going through the drive-thru, and I was going to get a, uh, a coffee. And as I was going through McDonald's, going to get myself a coffee, I got behind a truck that was needed a muffler, you know. Needed a muffler, needed to be fixed, and uh, it seemed to be taking a long time in everything he did. And now he, he puts his order in, and mine's pretty quick. I put it in, and now we're waiting in line, and not only is it loud, it stinks. The exhaust now was waffling into my, waffling into my, into my car, and I'm just like, man. And then he gets up to pay, and he seems to be taking a long time. He's going back and forth, and I'm thinking, man, oh, man. And I'm, the Holy Spirit's saying, Evan, patience. Okay, I'm hearing you. I'm smelling it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get up to the window. The lady said, the guy in front of you paid for your bill. First thing I thought of is I should have ordered more than just a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, gone. And then I thought to myself, you know, I think people find Jesus the same way. It's a little annoying. We don't always get what we want. Stinking my life up a little bit, and he's getting all the blame for it. When you get up to the window, you find out he paid. He paid. He paid with his life. And when you come to him, I promise you, that's the Jesus that you will find. This morning, I want to close with a... Uh, oh no. A video with some uh, information, uh, informational video from my wife and myself. I want you to watch this video. If you could just maybe just kill the front lights, and then I'll come back up and we'll have a conversation. <laughs> 